Hello everybody, I'm Mary and Mike, and welcome to our very first podcast. And today's subject, we're going to be specifically talking about MechWarrior, the lore, some of our favorite builds, our favorite games, and I've brought with me, in what I would consider an expert in this... Hey, I'm Chris, I'm Foxtrot on MechWarrior Online. Alright, so, very simple part of it is, so let's just go ahead and start off with your, I guess your background criteria, what you've been working on lately, what you've been playing... Uh, obviously, MechWarrior Online. So if you want to go maybe talk a little bit about that, maybe your clans, anything of that nature. All right. Um, well, I am a mercenary. We are part of a mercenary uh, group called the Devil Dogs. Um, we base in the Steiner Hub on TeamSpeak. Uh, we are primarily Steiner, but we have been known to go with some some clan mercenary contracts and move around a lot. So that's pretty fucking cool. Like the whole mercenary idea thing. So you have to do... You just get hired by other people to go do matches and stuff? Basically we find people that we enjoy playing with. Seeing if they want us to take a contract and play with them for a week or two weeks. And uh, we just set it up and go with them. How does that work in exchange for like currency? Or how, how does that work? Basically, you get loyalty points in, uh, in the online, on the competitive scene. And uh, with the loyalty points, you automatically uh, get upgraded several ranks. With ranks comes uh, some rewards. Uh, C-Bills, which is the in-game currency. MC, which is the, the bought currency. Uh, Mech Bays, uh, all sorts of little prizes that really kind of help make it a little bit more lucrative for us. So you guys, uh, pretty good. Oh, we're all right. We're on the more casual side, um, but I know quite a few uh, very, very competitive people and competitive groups that uh, that used to be part of our group as well. So uh, we're we're good for um, getting you into the game, getting you used to the system, and whenever you want to move on to a more competitive scene. We can put you in the right direction. Oh, that's awesome! So I take it that some of the people in your your group, your mercenary group, have actually their performance has attracted the attention of certain groups, and they've moved on to be with those groups. Oh, very much so. Oh, awesome. So my overall experience of playing MechWarrior is really just down to one game, which I played mercenaries like a fiend back in the day. I love that game. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts of it, I think, are the arenas in Solaris. I think that's what it's called. Uh, that was so much fun to me. Uh, I think I played a lot. I mean, I had to play a little bit of everything with Solaris. You had to play light, you had to play medium, you had to play heavy assault. You know, there was the different categories for those. Out of all of those, I think I had I think I had the most fun with mediums overall. Uh, they just seemed to fit my play style a little bit, good, just a little bit better. But then again, I was no expert on weaponry and everything else. I just basically what what I felt like worked best, and I played that. But I'm playing against computers, not real people. How's the? Uh, I'm sure you've played some stuff against PCs and against real. You know, obviously, you're playing as real people now. What is it? Is there a difference in the feel for it for you? Or, uh, well, there's no um, melee. There's no. You know, you can't grab the mech. You don't have swords. You don't have any kind of melee. They had the push down option, but people took way too much advantage of it, so they just took it out completely. Um, 
basically you could use a dragon i don't know if you know that mech it's a 65 ton mech and it could knock down anything for whatever reason <laughs> wow so it was it was pretty bad for a minute do you have to be close range for that uh, you, you just ran into them. Oh, okay. And then you would just stand next to them, and when they tried to get up, you'd knock them back down. It was, it was bad. You, people abused it. But that was, that was closed beta days. We don't speak of those days. <laughs> the dark days. <laughs> the dark days. Fair enough, fair enough. So, um, on MechWarrior Online, I guess currently right now, what is, do you have a favorite, uh, of your setups that you like? Um, hmm. Well, all right, my favorite mech, I guess, right now, what what I really love, and I have over 100 mechs, is probably my Jester, which is a, a catapult variation. It's a it's a hero mech, so you pay a little bit of money, but I got it on sale, so it was half off. Um, it has uh, six laser hard points and two ballistic hard points. I don't use the ballistic hard points. And in the laser hard points, I have two large pulse lasers and four medium lasers. And I have it set so that I fire one large pulse and two mediums from the left side and one large pulse and two mediums from the right side. I can go around corners, pop people, and get back pretty safely before I can. Uh, I have to run off. Um, I have jump jets so that I can jump up onto a ledge, fire, and I have enough mobility to uh, jump back down the ledge before they can really react to me. Is there uh, any type of uh, uh, reality for real-life military strategy when you're playing these games, especially online against real people? Uh, you know, flanking maneuvers, fake-outs of, like, moving your units. Uh, you obviously have ways to somewhat hide your units, at least from you know, radar and being able to be targeted. Uh, yes, there are actually quite a few uh, military uh, pers- people that I know that play the game that have helped me with tactics throughout the time from closed beta on to the current day. Oh, wow. So it does have a kind of real world, you can actually use some of the real world knowledge to you know, uh, a lot of get tank a one formations. Up. Tank you know, formations. Like heavy heavy uh, artillery and stuff of that nature. You know, uh, star formation, the little checker. Uh, I can't I can't remember the actual name. I could pull up the uh, pull up a diagram for you and uh, I'm sure that'll they'll help out a lot. But you know, it's easily attainable, it's easily understood. Um, it's all about spotting the unit with a scout and then trying to move your heavier units into an area where they can be best used. You don't want to be caught unawares. Does uh, MechWarrior Online have a built-in audio chat or do you guys obviously have to use all external software? They are talking about um, using uh, Im- implementing a VoIP software, a, uh, a voice into the game. But right now, uh, Discord and TeamSpeak are probably the most uh, popular. Voices. I would assume communication is very fucking necessary. Very necessary. Because you don't want to be step, sitting there trying to type something out while you're getting shot at or you're trying to report back a you know a scout. There is an ability where you can take command of the entire unit and uh, put markers on the mini-map. Oh, but that's you, amazing. You have a little mini-map, which is small, but you can press the B button and bring up the whole map and see where your commander wants you to move. Oh, that's pretty fucking sweet. 
Um, when you're playing online, uh, are any of the, you know, when you're when you're doing stuff, is are there certain restrictions for like what you can take in, or is it kind of an open game thing where everybody can kind of bring in whatever units they want? Um, it used to be pretty unbalanced, as I said, the dark days of closed beta. <laughs> but they they've balanced out the the weight restrictions. It's your your um basically by weight, you know, assaults, mediums, uh, lights and heavies are pretty even on both sides. Sometimes you'll have one more than the other, but sometimes you'll have a a lot of heavy slow mechs against a lot of fast mechs and they get creamed so uh the assaults get creamed by all the fast movers so it's not always good to be heavier right right i get you is it like a a, each team has a certain amount of weight points that they have to fit, fit within or if you have uh 12 people which is the maximum number of people you will have a weight restriction hmm so less people, you can actually play around with that a little bit more. Yeah, uh, the less people, I think uh, I think three people can take three 100-ton max. I think your weight restriction is 300, so you're, you're okay. But as you get up and more and more, they don't want you to just go in, because the, the dark days, we, I, I remember we used to do 12-man atlases. Oh, God. And so <laughs> we, we were organized, and it doesn't matter if you can move fast or not. We were going to just mow you down. With our shiny, shiny German mechs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> let's talk about, um, let's take a little bit of lore into this and start talking about a little bit of that. Uh, with MechWarrior Online, does it fit in a specific timeline uh, in the current lore, or where, where are we at in that regard? Alright, so the, the timeline starts out a little bit before the clan invasion. Um, we started out, it was uh, Roselhog, Lau, uh, Steiner, Davian, uh, the Merricks, you know, all, all, the, all, the, all the basic Intersphere guys. Uh, there weren't, they didn't have any separation of uh, any smaller groups or clans or anything like that. Then when the clans invaded... Um, really the competitive scene kind of took off and now we have a whole little section with the the universe map and you know up at the top there's jade falcon clan wolf ghost bear and uh smoke jaguar up at the top and Roselhog, of course they're up there they usually get smashed out but um leave it to the mech warrior community to change history <laughs> we had the battle of tukiad and Clan Wolf won the Battle of Tukiad, which uh, historically Intersphere won. It was a hard-fought battle, but Intersphere won, and they did not win. And it was pretty heavy-handedly that the clans won. So uh, they were they were determined to change history. So how does that work with like replaying those battles in lore? Is that something that's just set up by the community, or is it something that they actually do event-wise? It's a massive tournament, and basically it's hundreds of groups all at once and they're, they they oh. queue up and you you fight 12 12 12 v 12 and there's there's lots of them going on at one time and you're accruing points oh wow for both sides so if industry one wins they get a point if clan wins they get a point clans decimated at that time they were a little overpowered 
but they've been nerfed into the ground. So, really, the most skilled clan pilots can still uh, use them to their best abilities. But don't don't let that dissuade you from using them because they are bound to uh, rebalance them again. Oh wow! Uh, I know you were. We were talking about just before we started this podcast that there's some new features that have just recently been added, and I. Well, I'm I'm already kind of stoked, and I've got to reinstall MechWarrior Online now because of this. But uh, you're telling me that there's some more customization features that they've added to kind of add a little bit more flavor to the individual player in the game. Yes, I'm very excited about it too. It's a new pilot tree feature, which allows you to quirk your own mechs. Um, I, I, when you buy your mechs, your mech has certain strengths that's already there. Uh, there used to be negative quirks, but it made some mechs just completely unusable, so they just took the negative quirks out. But um, you can you can customize your mech to say, for example, uh, an Atlas, a 100-ton mech. It's slow, it's powerful, but it's tanky. Um, you can quirk it to be more mobile in the mobility part of the, the pilot trees. You can quirk it to be faster. You can quirk it to hit even harder. You oh. can quirk it to be the tankiest atlas on the face of the planet. You have 91 points, so you can't max out everything. But um, you can make any mech a force to be reckoned with. That's pretty fucking sweet. And and we were talking about this earlier, just to make this clear. You don't start with those 91 points. <coughs> you have to earn that as you go along. Basically, think of it as... And that's per mech, right? Yes, yes, per mech, per mech. Basically, think of your your pilot um, gaining experience through the fight to be able to know what he wants his mech to do. Your pilot needs to understand the, the difference between each of the chassis. Just because you, you understand one chassis doesn't mean you understand another. Because there's a whole different set of hard points, there's a whole different set of quirks, there's a whole different set of pretty much everything. So, you know, any mech can really become a, a great part of your roster. For me, I was always, um, you know, when you're looking at the designs and everything, I think uh, the most memorable mech to me, it, it, as far as like a flagship for like the artwork and everything else, has always been the Mad Cat. That sucker has always been the one that they show off the most whenever they're doing a lot of their promotional material, at least in my opinion. Uh, that I seem to notice, because that bad boy just looks fucking awesome to me. It always has, and like I, I did actually like to pilot that one quite a bit. That's a is that a medium or assault? It, it's a heavy. I it's a heavy. Oh my bad. <laughs> Shows what I know. Because they used to strap that. I think it's got. Uh, you've got rockets on the top, and then you've got what two arms that you can you got down. two missile pods on the top. Usually, your arms contain laser hard points, and sometimes you have ballistics in your side torsos. Can you slap Goss rifles on those bad boys? You, yes, you yeah. can find a way. You can find a way. <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. Some duct tape, and we'll get that motherfucker to stay on there, damn it. It'll fucking happen. Yeah, because uh, that was always a thing for me. I think that that was my main weapon of choice. Like Anytime I could slap a Goss rifle onto something, I don't care what it was, that was what I was putting onto it, even though I shouldn't have. It was just my favorite weapon to use. At least in Mercenaries when I used to play that a lot. And when I played the little bit of MechWare Online, because I think I was playing it very early on in beta, uh, it had a feel, and I don't know if this is just something that's universal for MechWare games or not, but because I played so many, so much Mercenaries, it felt 
a lot like mercenaries, at least the controls, the maneuverability of the certain mechs, just the way you set everything up. It, it looked and felt a lot like mercenaries. Uh, did the Gauss rifle charge up or did it instantly shoot? I think there was a few second delay okay. per shot. You got it after it started charging up. It used to instantly shoot. And oh, it Jesus. was just ridiculous. You would strap PPCs and Gauss rifle and just press a button and <laughs> all that damage would just instantly go to your target. Death. <laughs> Gauss rifle Gauss rifle sniper sniper. Jesus, say that five times fast. Yeah, wow. Um so so let's just take a step back and talk about what would be another game other than online that you've played that you would have recommended to somebody that uh, likes Mech Warrior? Yeah. Uh, or at least another one in the series that you liked so much. I mean, personally for me, obviously I fanboy over Mercenaries. This is really the only one I really played. I mean, everyone loves that game. I yeah, mean, I Mercenaries have, is so fucking good. It's a it's a great way to learn controls, learn mechs, learn builds, because you can customize a pretty good bit in there, too. Yeah. Um... Because you had all your hard points and like your. There's a great arena. Yeah. You know, uh, if you want to Solaris is amazing. I mean, that's a little something they need to add in and Me- MechWarrior Online, for when people's like, oh, one v one me or something like that. You're right. like, all right, meet small you in the arenas. Arena. Yeah, that'd be fucking sweet. You need to have the fucking announcer from back in the day on Solaris, man, because that shit was funny as hell to me. You can do it in training grounds, but. Uh... It's hard to get people to follow you into the training grounds. It's like, oh, well, this guy's a little bit confident. I really don't want to come fight him now. <laughs> um, is there a, is there any type of negatives for losing? Do you have anything you lose when you lose? Like, do you have to pay for your ammunition? You uh, to- if you do a lot of team damage, like if you shoot your teammates a lot, maybe accidentally or whatever, you have to pay for the damages. Oh, wow. Um, if you lose... And you don't get enough points. Um, I can kind of go into that a little bit more, but uh, you lose rank. Oh, yeah. There's a rank. There's one to five. Um, and basically, like you can lose, but you did a lot of damage. You did a lot of kills. You supported people with your ECM. Blah blah blah. Scouted, and you'll still get points to rank up. Oh, wow, that's still good. And so being a good player does losing doesn't you, you are not if you're a good player you're going to do fine uh-huh. if if you screw around if maybe you have a bad connection something like that you're probably going to get a little bit um you're going to get demoted which isn't the worst thing in the world because at least you you have a way up right right um you'll make the same amount of C bills they they have uh they have uh, um, uh, where you pay money and you get extra C bills um, per per match. What about uh, people that? All right, so is that like a gambling thing or? No, uh, it's like uh, like being a member. Oh, for a um, I can't remember what it's called because I never use it. Uh, you can make you can make more C bills than you could ever use. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, for somebody who has over 100 megs, I'm assuming you've got quite a few hours of playtime. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to sell some of my megs to get some of the new ones so I can start playing with them. Cause, um, Do you have a limited amount of space? Uh, I have a limited amount of, of, of uh, garage space uh. right now. 
I have quite a few uh, mech bays because, as I said, we're mercenaries and we move around a lot, and I've got quite a few uh, mech bays from that. So when you're saying you move around a lot, um, I think that's something I'm... It's not just... Is it like a world-based thing, or... Oh yeah, do you it, have places that you know another territory that you have you don't have access to other materials from another place or what's the deal? Um, they don't have restrictions like if you're if you're Steiner you're not restricted to Atlas and uh, and Commandos and and Steiner made uh, mechs, um, you know, and if you're not. Uh, if you're not Davian, you don't have. If you're if you're Steiner, you you still have access to Davian made mechs like Centurions and oh, stuff okay, like cool. that. So you're not area restricted based on what your uh, what you choose your contract as. Um, it would be cool if maybe if you chose a loyalty that you were had access to more quirks to a mech or something. Oh, that would be cool of yeah. a certain kind if it was for that. But um. I don't know. The um, the creators don't always do things that I agree with, but um, but this pilot tree has to be one of the best things that's come out in the past. That sounds exciting. It sounds like a lot of fun to mess with, just because you know any more customization that you add into a game, it, it always brings more diversity, more competition, and well, more reason to play. Yes. You know, anything, you know, and this one's been out, uh, what, three, four years now, this version? Yeah, I think it's four years, maybe. I've been playing with my guys for quite a while. So I know you've got people from all over the world you play with that are got, uh, pretty got quite a few, uh, quite a few Aussies. Mm. Um, <laughs> Good eye, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they'll, 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 they show me the way. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're excellent bushwhackers. Um, actually, the bushwhacker just got released, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting mech. I believe you probably pilot piloted one in Mercenary. Yeah, I remember the bushwhacker, or at least I remember the name. I'm trying to bring a picture up, but I can't. So, uh, uh, it's definitely one I haven't thought of too much. Which is funny because back in the day, like, heaven forbid. Uh, my version of Mercenaries was like a cracked one, so I just had two discs that were burned, and I had to have some special executable that I put on right, the seat, right. so I wouldn't have to run it off disc and play the shit out of it, though. I'm not even sure if it'd run on modern-day machines, but because, you know, a lot of older games are so finicky about that. I tried playing something else a lot, lot too long ago, and it just refused to run. So, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend, uh, you know, because it's free to download, and... As far as like the initial bits, it's free to play. I don't know. So, what's the dynamics on uh, the pay to win on there? Is it is it bad? Do you have a lot of people that really, are just it's like, dumping it, a lot of shit tons of cash and they're just super badass? It feels like all you make is just twenty five percent more. Oh, really? So it's like not worth. You know, I I don't know. Uh, people would probably feel like it's uh, a lot easier when they first start. But there's absolutely nothing in the game that you can pay for that you are guaranteed to win as. Oh, wow. There's absolutely nothing. And it's like, there's there's nothing that I can tell you to get. Like, hey, get in this as soon as possible. Oh, and wow. you're, you're just going to do great. You know, there's no OP mechs. 
they're used to kind of be, but they were really expensive, so it kind of balanced out. Right, right. Um, and as far as that goes, so they, they, they balance stuff pretty often, I assume. Anytime there's a new flavor of the month kind of meta, they try to look at it and see what they have to do for it, I assume. And I like that. Yeah. I really like that, because there, there was a time where uh, Jump Snipers where they had gals and PPCs and jump jets. <laughs> and so they increased the heat for PPCs, and they added the charge onto the gauss. That really kind of neutered them a little bit. They had to be a lot quicker. Uh, you could tell the unskilled players, because they would pop up and loose their gauss, and the gauss would miss you. And then you see them fire the PPC, and you turn your mech, and it would just go past you. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Guys, look at, see the boat? Because usually the, uh, there was a map, there used to be a boat in it, and uh, they would jump up behind the boat. It's like, all right, he's right there. And I'd put a tag, and then we'd all look. He'd jump, he'd just get blasted out of the air. <laughs> you know, so... There's no, uh, there's no real, like, air maneuverability once you're up. Like, you can't, like, strafe, lift, or right with something. No, unfortunately, rockets. there's no aerospace fighters or yeah. anything like that. That would be amazing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's, there's no, um... No aircraft. No. No aircraft. There's no anti, uh, like, you're not sp fighting on a spaceship, on the outside of a spaceship. There's no non-gravity maps or anything like that. That would, um, I, I don't even know how that would really function like really well in space. Like, you would have some serious issues. I jumped. Shit, I'm not coming back. <laughs> of course, they they could do a a cool uh, map where it would be you fighting on a spaceship and the map is round, right? Oh, nice. So you'd have to like walk around and you're fighting on this this curved surface. It would be really really difficult for a lot of people. I think it would be difficult for the programmers as well because yeah, I don't think they have yeah. that really set up that way. Because I, I could imagine like being able to play on a map that really did loop around. Uh, you know, when you went to the far left side, you actually came out the right side of the map, you know what I mean? So, like a moon, like a small moon or something like that where there was just... You could somehow bullshit the gravity so you're able to like fight well, on they, this small round surface. They could do like a lot of game designers do and take cues from Nintendo Senpai. Oh, you know, like right. Mario Galaxy when yeah. he's when he's on those little planets and he's walking around on the planets. Whatever uh, programming that is, I want a piece of that, right? Right. So <laughs> it, 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 you know, it'd be first person, well, like over the shoulder sometimes, depending on how you have it set up. Because I'm sure you can do that with a Mac. You can shoot over the shoulder. The Camera. map variation is very nice as well. Mm. There's a there's a moon base that's one of my favorites because it's very it's very sterile, right? There's a lot of uh, there's a there's a dish in the center. You can go underground in the center. There's open space. There's not a lot for you to hide behind, you know. So it's kind of just get out and brawl. There's a there's a jungle map Ooh, where. Yeah. Uh, where it's it's a swampland, and so you're just you're running through the swamp, and there's little plateaus you can jump up on. There's brush you can hide behind, and there's these giant crustaceans, uh, skeletons everywhere. Just, oh, that's just fucking these, sweet. That there's some that the lights can run into, and you can jump down and <laughs> run off. And uh, there's lily pads, these giant lily pads that stand up out of the ground. So like if a light runs into that. You know, you're coming and you're looking down trying to spot them. You can't see them. 
Oh, uh, all the lily pads. It's it's uh, they really did a great job on a lot of the maps. Um, there's the ice map where it's frozen and there's always a blizzard, so like you have to put on heat vision. Oh, really? To see people. Really. Holy shit! That sounds awesome. Um, is that something that's normally standard with most mechs? Is heat vision? Yes. Okay, it's, so that's, that's standard. Good. Yeah, you don't have to customize your your vision options. Oh, okay. Um, well, you can customize for advanced zoom. Mm. which can help with sniping, of course. Uh, so when you first start out in Make Warrior Online, uh, I don't know if you remember, because it's probably been a little while for you, uh, do, you have, do you just have a certain set of mechs you can choose from when you first start out? They have, um, they have trial mechs. Trial mechs. Where they, uh, they, they put it out there. They're free. You can't change the loadout or anything. You just ah. kind of get in there and you... Uh, Go at it, huh? You, you do damage, and you, you get C-bills. And, um... But also, you get bonuses for the first couple of games you play. So you make a lot of money really fast. And probably what I would recommend after that, if you wanted to, is either buy a medium or a light and start on that tree. Because mediums and lights are a little bit cheaper. You can get into a mech that you customize, get in a mech that you really kind of like, you know, figure out if you're a fighter, if you're, if you like tankier, um, let's see, if you, if you like, like a tankier fighter, maybe go for, as I said before, the Centurion. It's a 50 ton mech, it's got a shield arm, it's got a heavy weapon arm, and it easily has some, some extra hard points that you can put some lighter weapons into the center and sides. Um... If you like the lighter, faster mechs, there's always the Locust, which is the lightest mech there is. Mm. It's really, really, really fast. There is a I'm hero. Sure, I'm sure it's very easy to pop, though. Oh, yeah, if you can catch it. No, if, if you, you can catch, catch it, it. right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stand still. Just keep moving. <laughs> just, just run to win. You got to go fast. <laughs> Paint it blue. Call it Sonic. Just got to go fast. Hey, you can. You can. You can customize it all sorts of ways. Um, I'm assuming logos and all that stuff is still. Oh there. yeah, they, oh they just released. Uh, I really like uh, Nova Cats. Yeah, they just released that decal. So I'm oh, gonna that. that's fucking sweet. Yeah, that is pretty fucking sweet. But uh, yeah, we we so you know basically it's not too hard to start out and get some C bills with the initial free mix. And like you said, you recommended just basically touching the waters with one of the cheaper mechs, a medium or light, just kind of re-going over this. And kind of figuring out what your flavor is and whether or not you want to go fucking up with assault and heavy or stick with your lights and mediums. So I could get behind that. It wouldn't be too hard to do. Uh, when you're first getting into it, how's the how's the playing field for matchups? Do they usually rank you against other, put you against other people of similar skill level? Uh, do you start getting people requesting you to join their clans right away? What's the deal? Oh, people aren't going to probably request you to join clans because they like to invite people they already know. Mm. Uh, you know, this is this is an older group of people. There's not a lot of kids. So, you know, you're not going to be spammed with anything, really. No, no, no 12-year-olds telling me they yeah. fucked my mother last if, night. If you find a person that, you know, is making good calls or being helpful or something like that, go ahead and friend them because they're probably not a creeper. Um, you're going, uh, there's a forum online and you'll have 
no difficulty in finding an area for VoIP or Discord or TeamSpeak. Um, and there's actually one in NGNG, which is a TeamSpeak server that the, the creators of MechWarrior actually made. It's uh, really helpful. It's really nice, for especially for the newer players. You're going to start out in matchmaking probably near the middle. Mm. And... Uh, that can be good and bad. Huh, yeah, especially if you're really inexperienced. Like, I can see that being kind of bad. Uh, my tip is to lock on using the, the R or E key and uh, look at where your teammates are going. If you, if you see a mech that's painted, follow it around. They're probably pretty good. They probably have been in the game for a while and they probably know where they're going. <laughs> if... Uh, don't try not to follow people that just run off on their own um, unless you're a light or a scout and then you can go with them if they are a light if they're just something big and they're going off on their own they're just asking to die right yeah but if there's a light you can wing behind them you know and do like a six seven eight o'clock uh, five six seven o'clock behind them yeah and cover their cover their back while they're scouting around. You know, try not to show yourself, stuff like that. So what's the, uh, you know, because obviously you've got a base where you can you can walk forward and you can turn the upper part of your mech left and right to look around and basically be able to see all around you in that major. How, how difficult is it to get used to that type of piloting? Because I, I actually still probably today have a hard time, when I, even when I played Mercenary so much. You know, it's not pretty, st it's not standard shooter material, you know? Um, I say a cut pretty used to it after a couple of games especially because people walked walked with me yeah you know because i wasn't the first person that was starting this um i definitely see applications in vr mm. i think it would be a great game to put vr into and just put your your mech movement into the movement of your head and it would it would be pretty interesting until you like owl that shit and you're just like <laughs> oh god i just broke my neck trying to look behind me while i'm walking forward Dear God, it's horrible. Yeah, I could see that being pretty fucking bad. But, I mean, at the same time, you're right. I could see the benefits of the VR as well. So, you being our expert here, I'm going to go ahead and play a little game with you. Oh, goodness. So, it's really simple. It's just a little word game, basically. The whole idea is, is we've got these different chassis here on the list. And I'm going to read out to you just various weird clues. And you kind of come back with the chassis name, see if you can get it right. Oh, goodness. Right. Gonna start with the first one. Female, typically elderly creature that screams of a victim's impending doom in Irish mythology. A banshee. Correct. All right, cool. The creature Quasimodo in a story written by author Hugo. Hunchback. Congratulations. See, these are pretty easy. You got no problem. Oh goodness. The albino creature ghost in a fictional series by Arthur Martin. The Timberwolf. Direwolf, close. Okay, all right. Uh, larvae of this can be can remain dormant underground for up to seventeen years. A cicada. That's it. There we go. Yeah, a variation of the game of solitaire. Oh, goodness. Uh, this is. I would find this to be a little hard if you've never fucking played it. Uh, blackjack. Spider. Oh, oh. The term. <laughs> I could see, wow. The term pit, commonly associated with this reptile, refers to heat-sensing organs in its head. 
Oh, the pit viper? Yeah, you're okay. right. Yeah, viper. The creature, Polymethus, blinded by Odysseus while sleeping in his cave is a what? Cyclops. There you go. There we go. This is a one-word clue, so good luck with this one. A headsman. Headsman. Um, executioner. Bam! Nice. Why are you dealing with these? All right, cool. A ballistic machine characterized by multiple hinges. The ballistic machine characterized by multiple hinges. Oh, I give up. What is it? Trebuchet. Oh! <laughs> Subject of a famous poem by Edgar Allan Poe. The Raven. Nice. That's very easy so far. The last name of American comedian Kathy, star of My Life on the D-List. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last name of American comedian Kathy, a star of My Life on the D-List. I don't know. Female cat, female comedians with the first name Kathy. I, I, she I, has red hair. I don't know. Griffin. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's oh fair no, enough. I'm seeing these mechs as you name them. All right, let's let's go. Let's see if Pokemon knowledge is any good. Oh goodness. TM twenty four, a highly accurate electric move in the Pokemon series of games. A thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Oh yeah. All right, this is a fun one. Please don't get too controversial here. Last name of Olympic decathlon gold medalist, known at the time as Bruce. He's a she now. Oh, <laughs> oh the the Jimmer, the Jenner, Jenner. Jenner. Yeah, Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. 1985 film starring a seven-time Mr. Olympia winner. Mr. Olympia is like the, you know, I'm a flexing dude, you know. Uh, hmm. You got me, what is it? Commando. Oh, no. <sighs> Lord of the Hellenic Pantheon. Oh, the Odin. No. Or what? It's Zeus. Zeus. Close enough, though. First name of author Hugo, creator of a story concerning Quasimodo. Two Quasimodo questions in the same freaking setup. Who would have thunk it? There's a hunchback and there's a... Uh, there is a Quasimodo. Isn't there? Yeah, we've already gone through that one. Well, we went through the hunchback. I don't know about Quasimodo's back. But this is the first name of the author. Oh, man, you're stomping me with this. Uh, this is Victor. The Victor. Oh, my goodness. Victor Hugo. Author, okay. Muscular Predator from the Weasel family. <laughs> the Mongoose. No, actually. Really? The Wolverine. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Right? I miss these so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've got this one. I'm sure of it. You've even talked about this one earlier today, at least with me. Commander of a hundred Roman soldiers. Oh, the Centurion. Bam. All right. Good luck with this one. Holy shit. Hope you know basketball. Minnesota NBA athlete. You said it earlier, though. Oh, did I? You said it earlier in in, in, in reference to an albino, albino ghost creature. You said the wrong name in that one. 
Oh, Timberwolf. There you go. It's Timberwolf. Correct. A short, leather-wrapped club. Short, leather-wrapped Usually club. used to knock somebody the fuck out. I mean, that's like a billy club or something. Uh, hmm. Also a card game. Blackjack. There you go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, oh no, there's more. I'm just going to keep throwing clues out to you if I can get it. All right. <laughs> Among the biblical ten plagues of Egypt. Locust. Damn right. Received a flesh wound at the hands of Arthur, King of the Britons. Black Knight. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> just a flesh wound. Title of the 1997 song from by The Prodigy, described by Crane as angrily British. Angrily British. Yeah, good luck with this shit. Uh, it's by yeah. Prodigy. It's one of the only songs I can even think of by Prodigy when I think of songs. Oh, the... Uh... He just says it over and over again, doesn't he? I'm up. I'm up. Oh, no. Little kids often like to, you know, use lighters to do this, you know. Fire starter. There you go. Constellation commonly depicted as hunting neighboring Constellation Taurus. Orion. Damn right. You got that one now. All right. Titled character and protagonist who serves as the nemesis of the Krugen in the 1986 film. There can be only one. Oh, Highlander. <laughs> there we go. You're, you look like you were stomping yourself a little bit there, so I'll just help you out. <clears throat> Aquatic animal that lends its name to a nebula easily detectable by common telescopes within the constellation Taurus. Good fucking luck. Oh, the... Aquatic animal that lends its name to a nebula easily detectable by common telescopes within the constellation Taurus. Pisces? No, it's not. Would a also be the symbol for cancer. Oh, the crab. There you go. The crab. Oh, gotcha. Goodness. All right, Latin word that translates to new in English. It also means no-go in Spanish. <laughs> I used to drive one. Uh, Not the mech, the real thing. Oh, you got me. I don't know what it it's is. It's a Nova. Nova, okay. Oh, yeah. I had a 1972 Chevy Nova. That was my first car. <laughs> right? Just Apparently, I drove a mech as a kid. Who knew? Uh, one who confirms the validity of a belief or defends the innocent from accusation. Yeah, good luck. Oh, goodness. I don't even know of another way to say this in order to help you. I give up. What Vindicator. Is Vindicator. Oh, my goodness. All right, these are the last. These are tough. These are the last two, <laughs> so here we go. Hope you're all playing along at home. Titan, who attempted and failed to trick Hercules in adopting his heavy punishment. Mythology so bad. Titan, who attempted and failed to trick Hercules in adopting his heavy punishment. Oh, the Atlas. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Very nice. All right. This is the very last one. For 1,000 points. Oh, no. Wandering pillager or looter. Oh, my goodness. Ba -da -da. 
I'm going through like there's an assassin mate. There's a <laughs> I guess I'll lose those thousand points. What is it? It's the Marauder. The Marauder. Well, thank you guys all so much for joining us today. I, this is our very first podcast. If you want to hear more things about Mech Warrior and things of that nature, please leave us comments, send me a message, whatever you want to do. You can find us on MyriadGamers.com, the website. Mirrored Gamers, the YouTube channel, and our new, obviously, podcast channel, which you're probably going to find this on iTunes or our site, the Mirrored Gamers iTunes channel. So please, stop by, say hi. Thank you so much for coming by, Chris, and talking with us today. No problem. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I I know there's probably more we could have talked about, loadouts and things of that nature, but uh, it's been good. So thank you all so much for listening. See you next time. Peace!